I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast for Yahoo Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Liu, speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors uh, defeated the Los Angeles Lakers by a score of 107 to 92. I've brought on the slander god uh, Assad to uh, help me recap this game. But before we get to that, Gotta tell you, look, I know what you're thinking right now. Ever since basketball came back, you can't get buckets out of your head. And we're not just talking about basketball buckets. We're not talking about the Kyle Lowry buckets. We're talking about the Kentucky Fried Chicken buckets. You watch them. You crave them. That's how it works. I get it. It happens to me all the time. One minute I'm talking about buckets. One minute I'm talking about Kyle Lowry scoring 33 points and defeating, what, uh, LeBron and AD. And the next minute I'm daydreaming about the $10 Mighty Bucket for two. How could you get your mind off four pieces of chicken, two original recipe tenders, two individual fries, two dips, and, of course, a popcorn chicken? Wow, that's Basically, a Kyle Lowry stat line. Uh, But don't worry. It's normal. It even happens to most NBA players during actual games. It just means you're hungry. So order your bucket online at kfc.ca and get it before tip-off. All right, Asad, take me through what happened tonight, man. Because, you know, a lot of people have been talking about, you know, this Laker team. uh, You know, they, they, what, they, LeBron shut down uh, Kawhi and uh, Paul George. Uh, Kawhi looking mad pressed. And, um... And yeah, none of that happened tonight. I mean, uh, OG Anobi, uh, Kawhi's successor, uh, seemed to have a pretty easy time with LeBron today. Well, in the spirit of KFC, uh, shout out to Kyle Kuzma um, coming out there with his chicken legs, looking finger looking good. Oh man, for Kyle Lowry, just ripping him a new one, straight up Kyle on Kyle crime. Shout out, uh, nope name. Uh, <laughs> I I just want to start off by saying Kyle Kuzma went to. Went to college for four years, and then he got a master's degree in 48 minutes from Kyle Lowry. Oh, man. Just ripping him all up and down the floor. Uh, and, hey, yo, going back to LeBron, like that defense. What what Ooh. a defensive stand from LeBron. Wow. You know, in the, it, in the end of the third quarter, beginning of the fourth, when it's really time to buckle down, it's LeBron time. Mm. Comes down, mm. step back three, boom, another long three, other side of the court, losing OG and OB back door in the corner two or three times <laughs> in a row. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't know why LeBron decided to disrespect OG like that. Um, first off, this was one of the best games of uh, OG's. Well, maybe not his career, I guess, but uh, definitely one of his highlights this season. And he's had a lot of great games. But OG was hot from the start of the game. Like he opened the game, you know, uh, with what a spin move on AD going in for a layup. You know, he was hitting his corner threes. Like he would literally only missed one shot all night. So I don't know why LeBron decided to disrespect OG in the fourth quarter. Where LeBron, as you mentioned, hits still two uh, big threes that you're like, okay, maybe the Lakers are going to do something. And then OG just responds to him. Like, OG's going shot for shot with LeBron. And, you know, you know, before we even get to most of the recap, I got to say, you know, the slander pod should be reserved for, you know, lopsided, unexpected wins. Um, you know, I'm thinking about, you know, when the Raptors beat the Lakers in November with Chris Boucher, Terrence Davis, and Ronnie Hollis-Jefferson, and Matt Thomas getting a five-point play. All right, slander pod, definitely. 
But this one, I mean, this is just the better team beat the, the, the worst team. I mean, there's, you know, better execution by the Raptors offensively, defensively. And, you know, it's, bro, like when the Raptors beat the Indiana Pacers, I don't have you on talking about Snyder Pod. So I don't no, know. Straight up. Why are you I'll on? Be honest, it does. It does feel like punching down. But mm. uh, unfortunately, you know, it's been four months off. So I kind of need a preseason as well. Okay. So, okay. you know, you got to gotta beat up on some people who may not deserve slander. Mm. Uh, you know, the Lakers kind of slandered themselves just by the effort they gave on the court. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> bro, I'm just saying, uh, like. When you put in Dion Waiters and J.R. Smith out oh, there man. for major minutes, like, bro, what are you hoping for? <laughs> oh man, and I gotta say, Dion played well for the Lakers tonight, man. Uh, probably, I-, I would say Dion today more of a lethal offensive threat than uh, Anthony Davis. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. And Dion Waiters made some great plays. AD hit a three, got a whole bunch of free throws in the third quarter, but. AD was nowhere to be found. This man literally had almost a Joel Embiid. He had half an Embiid, all right? He had only one point in the entire first half, and it was a technical free throw um, off a of BS, I think, technical given to Pascal. And um, he hit that, uh, so I guess he wasn't fully Embiid. But, yeah, I mean, AD completely shut down. LeBron, you look at his stat line, 20 points in 35 minutes, minus 20. Uh, you know, it, it's just... You know, you know it's a bad game when LeBron's in the post game, just like listing off every name on the Raptors roster. <laughs> He's like, man, you got to watch out for Paul Watson. <laughs> they got some dogs on that team. Oh, but no, man. like it's not really fair when the Raptors have the better number three and number twenty three on the court. Yeah, that's true, actually. So, wow. damn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, this feels great, man. This feels great. First off, it feels great to just have like basketball back. Uh, period. I think the Raptors, you know. We, look, we waited a very long time for this to come back officially, um, and I think actually the league's actually done a pretty good job uh, in terms of just balancing the responsibilities. I think you know the Raptors in particular have sort of made uh, social justice like front and center. And I thought actually at the start of this game, even all center and all jokes aside, um, to have that moment where they're you know they're all of them are kneeling together, uh, you know, while both the, the Star Spangled Banner and Okanda played, I thought that would just really you know watching that was really. Uh, powerful and it kind of set the tone but I think also is just this is what the Raptors do man they're just like a great responsible organization you know what I mean like they I don't know man this is <laughs> this is I guess, I guess it was just kind of to be expected and they handled it with uh, with class they handled it with grace and um I thought that kind of set the tone just basically to start the game I know that that has nothing to do actually with the game itself but uh what did you think of just like you know the start of the game uh, and, and sort of uh, what the Raptors have done to sort of put Black Lives Matter and other social uh, causes on the floor for just the the front burner here. Yeah, I I think like especially on the Canadian presentation. Like I watched the Sportsnet uh, beginning with the intro with so- Socrates and stuff, which you know part of it. Um, I think it it was it was a heavy video. Mm-hmm. Um, there was some graphic moments to it. Yes. Um, so it may not be you know. Uh, so it is it is not the easiest thing to watch, mm-hmm. but it's an important thing, I think, in the sense that, like, when you look at the Canadian sports landscape, a lot of people that are watching in Canada, they don't may not have exposure to this. You know, even in today where everything's global, you, they may not have exposure to this. So this might be the first time they're seeing something that graphic. Or something. So it definitely is. Uh, it is definitely something to see that the Raptors are making a very active effort to, at the minimum, like have like players voices heard and black lives matter be heard and be out there front and center mm-hmm. uh, which is something that is you know important because that's kind of the reason why these players are on board with coming back yeah uh, so 
the fact that we've seen that more or less synced up, uh, where they've kind of put some actions behind their words has been um, good to see. Um, and then, yeah, like in terms of the game presentation to start, uh, it's it is a like it is legitimately like a it's it it's a stark moment for you. Like you have to think about it. Like I I personally mute the anthems um, when they're on, even though I'll watch the visuals. I, I mute the anthems personally, mm-hmm. but um, I know just from seeing reactions from people, it's like it's constantly for every single game. Um, so far in the bubble, that has been a moment where everybody has to stop and think. Yeah. So and that's kind of what you want to happen, right? Whichever mm-hmm. way it goes. Yeah. So. Yeah. No, definitely. I thought it was. I thought it was really well handled. Um, I thought, you know, again, the, the 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 fact that they didn't stand up or or Canada or anything like that. I think it was also important there too. I, I think it's really important to look at the the issue of racism, sort of um, outside of the United States as well. Even though so much of the focus uh, globally is on the United States, and especially in the, with the NBA obviously being primarily American, but a lot of these same systemic issues affect Canada as well. Um, Okay, so as for the game itself, I mean, I, I mean, where do we start? Okay, so first off, the Raptors just played incredible defense, right? Like, if you look at this game, the Lakers only scoring 92 points, uh, shooting 35% from the field, 25% from three. Um, you know, it, it starts with the defense. As I mentioned earlier, Anthony Davis, uh, you know, with only one point in the first half, he got to go in the second half a little bit, but not really. Um, and, you know, defensively, the Raptors, honestly, this looked exactly like the same scheme the Raptors did in November. where The they... Lakers did not score a point for five minutes to oh, start the game. Yeah. Like, let's let's start there, actually. Yeah, you're let's right. Let's start there. They, like, the Raptors came out, and they're just like, all right, AD, we're not even letting you get a shot attempt off. Like, just mm-hmm. getting hounded. Every single drive, the Raptors are getting a hand on the ball. They're defensive rebounding. And they were contesting all these threes. They weren't giving up any open threes. Mm-hmm. Like, it was it was legitimately getting a little worrisome where it was like, yo, when are the Lakers going to actually score a bucket? <laughs> look at the score, like, it's been five whole minutes. It's 13 nothing. like... Yep, yep. Is somebody going to score a point? Like, Yeah, um, I, th- I think their first basket was by Dion Waiters. Maybe? Oh, who knows, I, 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 Yeah, a, I can't remember, man. Um, yeah, it was a layup or something, but yeah, God. I mean, you know... Uh, Again, like the defensive strategy there is pretty straightforward. I think the Raptors, you know, correctly identify the fact that the Lakers usually don't put a lot of great shooters on the floor. Um, you know, KCP, uh, one for four today. Danny Green, uh, man, I don't want to slander Danny Green whatsoever because, you know, he was such a great Raptor. But uh, 0, Bro, for, 0 for Danny 7. Green, Danny Green has not scored a point against the Raptors yet. In, in like, two he games. He loves us so much. Yo. That he has made sure that he has allowed no points against the Raptors this season. Mm-hmm. Like, defensive player of the year caliber. Yo, effort. The, the loyalty that Danny is showing, it's unbelievable. He's actually a double agent um, going to the Lakers uh, and just getting their hopes up. Yeah, I mean, 0 for 7 for Danny, 0 for 6 from the three-point line, 0 now, for like, 2 I get from it. free like, throw. I, like, I, I, understand, I understand that he didn't want to receive his ring in the bubble, which makes total sense. Mm-hmm. Um but I also appreciate that he made sure that we remembered his performance in the finals. Yo, come on, man. Don't, that's too far, man. Come on, that's too far, all right? Look, I'm, kidding, I'm kidding. We love you, Danny, all right? What, whatever <laughs> happened Danny. to you getting your signed basketball for Danny Green, okay? <laughs> Where's that energy, okay? <laughs> we love you, Danny. Um, yeah, Danny was shooting like Harrison tonight. So, um, yeah, it, it was just it was just a tough, 
tough game for the Raptors in terms of or, uh, for the Lakers in terms of their shooters. Like the, the Raptors did such a good job of double teaming AD and LeBron. And I mean double teaming. I mean like hard double teams. Like AD catches the ball in the post with his back with like a good matchup. Like let's say it's like Pascal guarding him or even like Marcus Hall or Serge Ibaka, and still a double team comes over. Um, and the same thing kind of with LeBron to a lesser degree. You don't, now LeBron obviously operates more on the perimeter, so you're not outright double teaming him by the three point line. But, like, as soon as he got into the paint, a second defender, a third defender at the basket. Um, and, you know, the Raptors' rotations were really crisp. Like, you know what I mean? Like, this looked like a, a mid-season game for the Raptors in the sense that their timing, uh, the rotation, their communication was really strong. So that when the Lakers did get the ball out to the perimeter and they cycled the ball, Raptors were able to rotate and just close out. And so even though the Lakers shoot 10 of 40... And LeBron could say, oh, man, it's a make-or-miss league. Like, he's Dwayne Casey or something. Um, you know, it's not a make-or-miss league, Doug. Like, the Raptors really contested really well. They got out to a lot of those shooters. And honestly, when you have guys like, again, KCP, I don't really consider him a great shooter. Um, you know, obviously, Danny's a good shooter. But, like, you know, uh, let's just overlook 0 for 6. But, yeah, like, a Mar- like a Markeith Morris 0 for 5. Like, that'll happen. Markeith's not a good shooter, man. So, um, and like, it's yeah. not even, and I know that our buddy, um, Brad at too much hoops is going to have a field day with this game. Oh yeah. Cause like one of the things to watch is like every time LeBron or AD were trying to operate out of the post, you would see doubles coming from the health defense, the help with the doubles was coming from either it would be the baseline sometimes, or it's coming from the middle mm-hmm. or it's coming from the blind side. And then you would see how they'd be zoning up the weak side. The Raptors like have so much length with their wings that when they zone up the weak side, um, when that double goes there. Like, they take away both those passes. You see LeBron constantly in two minds in terms of which pass is open. Mm-hmm. AD was having tons of trouble across the board trying to read um, who was open yeah. out of the post when he was getting doubled. And then, like, even when the passes were getting out to those shooters, the Raptors' recovery was so crisp, especially in that first half, mm-hmm. that, like, you saw shooters, they're passing up open shots because it takes only a second for them to lose that, like, little bit of space that they have. Uh, it was it was just a masterpiece, and to credit the Lakers, to be honest, the Lakers also were really strong defensively. Yeah, yeah like, definitely. They have a lot of length and a lot of bigs they put up there, but um, Alex Caruso at the point of attack today, like he had Fred VanVleet like yep. step for step. Yep. Yeah, and um, you know, again, just going back to the defense, like if you look at just okay, you're double teaming LeBron. LeBron's like one of the best passers in the game, if not the best passer in the game. But today, LeBron, five assists, four turnovers. This is despite the fact that the Raptors constantly are sending double teams at him or double teaming AD or something like that. You would expect LeBron to be able to, you know, pass through these things. And again, I'm not saying LeBron can't handle a double team. Obviously, he can. Um, but the Raptors, it just goes to show how effective the Raptors' defense was. The fact that, you know, LeBron wasn't able to be efficient with it. And then, you know, um, as you mentioned, yeah, defensively, the Lakers are also really good. Like, you know, obviously they have a lot of great length. AD, uh, you know, defensively is good. LeBron, you know, had a couple, of, you know, had a chase down block at one point. Danny Green had, a, had two blocks, one on, one on uh, I think, Fred and one on Kyle. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the Lakers are strong defensively. We know this, right? Like, this is, some, this is one of the reasons why, you know, they have one of the best records in the NBA is they play defense. But also, like, one of the weaknesses in their defense is they don't have a guy to guard point guards right now. Like, Danny Green or KCP, those guys aren't guarding point guards effectively. Um, normally, I guess it would be Avery Bradley, but, you know, he's, you know, even a little suspect, or even Rajon Rondo. Kyle Lowry today, they had nobody to guard Kyle. Uh, and, of course, LeBron didn't do it because, you know, he wasn't willing to, to be on a highlight. Um, but, yeah. Hey, 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 Will, Will, what? relax. Wait. What? Kyle Lowry plays guards, right? Uh-huh. 
I swear at one point Paul Jones uh, said on or it was Mark Jones, sorry, said on the broadcast that uh, Anthony Davis uh, can stick with guards. Oh, really? Uh, mm. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Kyle blew right by AD for reverse layup directly after Ooh, he said that. Bro. But, uh, you know, AD can guard Kyle. Mm. So why not? And I've heard Kyle Kuzma, he's been like the like the best player on the Lakers. I mean, he is, he looked like it today. They did not lie. Okay, he, he was he was nice with it. He was nice today. But Kyle Kuzma looked amazing, <laughs> shooting five of thirteen from the floor, three of seven from three, hitting some tough ones, and then just getting destroyed by Kyle Lowry for the last twelve minutes of the game. I'm just saying, like, uh, who on the Lakers is Kyle Lowry's caliber to go at Kuzma in practice? Like, it's not like Quinn Cooks about to put twelve points on Kyle Kuzma. You know what I mean? Like. Um, yeah, Kyle Lowry tonight, man. 33 points, 8 of 16 shooting, 5 of 9 from 3, 12 of 15 from the free throw line. He was really just carrying them early on. With and he had like, like two charges too, right? Took two charges, 14 it's... rebounds, 6 assists. Like... 14 rebounds! The yeah. man is 5'10". <laughs> <laughs> and the Lakers put like three seven-footers. Like, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, um, what, what, what more can you really say about Kyle at this point? Like, this is just a, a, a vintage Kyle Lowry performance. I think he really just... I mean, we saw in the scrimmages, like, Kyle was by far the Raptors' best player. Um, he was super sharp. He was ready to go. Uh, he was, again, like, he's just the best player in the, in the scrimmages. And today, like, with the Raptors' offense sort of stuck in the mud a little bit, um, you know, just not getting great shots or not getting, uh, you know, clean shots, like, Kyle was just carrying them with his sort of intensity early on, like, opportunistic, getting on transition the few times after he got in transition. Kyle was usually one of those guys. Um you know, Kyle, you know, creating and driving into guys like Howard or uh, Kuzma or Morris or whoever, um, getting to the free throw line, uh, you know, 15 times. And then in the fourth quarter, it was just nuts, man. The guy had 10 points in the fourth quarter after checking around the eight-minute mark. That's the only time in the game I got a little nervous was the Lakers took a one-point lead with eight minutes left, and I'm like, can we get Kyle and Pascal back in the game? Nick Nurse must have read my mind because he immediately put those guys in the game, and then all of a sudden it was a wrap. Like, Raptors just blew them out. Kyle with 10 points in those eight minutes. And he had two assists that led to a Siakam or a Siakam and one, and then a Fred Van Vliet, uh, a three. So, you know, yeah. pretty good. And, like, you know that, like, when you talk about, like, defense, like, Kyle Lowry was absolutely incendiary. Kyle Lowry had more points in the second half than any Laker had all game. Wow. Kyle had 22 points in the second half. Damn. No Lakers scored more than 20. Yeah. Um, and again, so many of those came in crunch time. And that's the thing with, with Kyle Lowry. Because, you know, I, I'm hearing, I listen to a lot of podcasts right now. Obviously, everyone's talking about All-NBA because uh, all the votes had to go in. And everyone's like, ah, Chris Paul, man, a lock for second team. A lock for second team. Chris Paul, what he did with the Thunder? I mean, the crunch time, what he did. And I'm not saying Chris Paul didn't do a lot of great things for the Thunder this year or a lot of cr- great things in crunch time with the Thunder this year. He was great. But, I mean, honestly, if you stack up Kyle's resume with, with Chris Paul's this year, I would say I don't know, man. Kyle, Kyle is right up there. It's that's funky what I'm because like Chris Paul, like his his like these like all these other guys, their stat profiles mm. like come out a little bit better. But, oh, but you, like, not even not even it, not even with with Chris Paul. Like, Chris Paul averaged like sixteen bit. this year. <laughs> yeah, the thing with Kyle is like Kyle's what Kyle brings to the game, mm. and you see it so much more in the bubble because now you don't have all that fan noise, mm. uh, or at least they try to get rid of all the fan noise. They pumps them in, but. Like, you just see the intensity with which Kyle plays and just every single little advantage he's creating out there. Mm. Like, him yelling at the refs, like, he's the loudest guy on the court. Oh, definitely. Which is, like, by a mile. And, like, maybe in like when it's an arena game where you have, like, a bunch of fans in the building, like, 
the sound dissipates, right? So you don't really notice it. Mm-hmm. But if you've ever been in like a pickup, like pickup gym, you always know like the type of guys that are like Kyle Lowry. It's a small guy on the floor mm. who's running around everywhere, scrappy as hell, and is the loudest dude in the gym. Yeah. And Joe it, it gets to you when you're playing one of those games and that guy hits a couple shots and is mm-hmm. just yelling in your face constantly. Yep. Once they start rolling, like you can feel it, like it's palpable. Mm-hmm. So like to be able to have that guy on your team who's going to be the loudest in the gym mm-hmm. is just like it just increases the intensity in the game at a possession by possession level. And like like every little thing Kyle does, like the Raptors often start stalling out. He just starts drawing fouls yep. left and right. Yep. Just like, and then if it's not the uh, the fouls, it's these cheeky little pushes mm-hmm. that he does with his offhand while driving. Mm-hmm. And he got Kuzma with him so much. Kuzma's got high hips. He doesn't bend his knees on defense. <laughs> Kyle pushes right into him, puts a hand on his hip, opens up a passing lane for a bounce pass to search for a dunk. Just like fantastic all the way around from Kyle. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's just like, it's honestly such a joy to watch. And like just looking at like the plus minuses for the game, oh, and I don't really ridiculous. read too much. Nah, nah, minuses, you can read into this game. This is like the Raptors starters: OG plus twenty seven, Pascal mm-hmm. plus twenty seven, Mark plus eighteen, Fred plus twenty six, Kyle plus twenty four. Versus like on the Lakers side, you've got like you'd think, oh, every time LeBron sat, they probably suck. LeBron's a negative twenty for the game. <laughs> KCP's a negative twenty seven for a game. AD's a negative seventeen uh-huh, for a game. Uh-huh. So like legitimately ripped up their starters head to head. Yep. Yeah, it's um, you know, it's reassuring too because again, we haven't seen much of the starters actually the starting five um, play together uh, this year just because due to injuries, but also because um, you know, in, in the scrimmages we didn't even see them play together that much. So I was a little curious as to why you know Nick didn't put those guys together, but it's just like you got to make a competitive for another team, man. That, that starting five, it just it works so well, like offensively, you know, f- the fluidity, especially in crunch time. You, you know, even though that was a lot of that was with surge, like you know that worked really well too. Um, yeah, Kyle really set the tone. I mean, bro, bro, first game, the first play, he comes in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, the Raptors get him off a screen. He's fading to the left corner, and and he hits a three. And then he he's right in front of the Lakers bench, and then he just stares right at LeBron. So I'm like, yeah. One yeah, of my favorite okay. moments. Okay. Game was, uh, it was late in the fourth quarter. It was actually it was a blocking call. It was a blocking foul on Kyle mm. on one of the LeBron drives, mm. and they both fell down hard. And Kyle goes to pick LeBron up, and LeBron like gives him like a pat, like a small pat on the back of the head, mm. and like they had like a head nod exchange with each other. I'm just like, damn, like how far have we come from 2016? Oh man, <laughs> Where LeBron just like openly disrespecting every player on our team to like him now treating Kyle Lowry as like a contemporary in that moment. Well, that's disrespectful. Which, honestly, bro. like no, honestly, on, disrespectful because Kyle was clearly the better. Player. I, I was gonna say, <laughs> man, come on, you can't be comparing Kyle Lowry's 33 and 14 and six to LeBron's 20, 10 and five with four turnovers and minus 20. Like, come on, bro, this is. That's yeah. Like that's, that's not the there's same. There's stars levels. and there's superstars. Yeah. You know, like it's a it's a different atmosphere. You know, when the oh. when the lights are shining the brightest, the superstars come out mm-hmm. for sure. Close uh, out games. Um, now we also have to talk about OG as well because 23 points from OG, eight of nine shooting, three of three from three, four of four from the free throw line. Uh, very underrated. Uh, OG had shot like what roughly 60 percent on the free throw line this year. He's had some just awkward moments, I would say, but today four four uh, looked a lot smoother. Just free like, throw looked amazing. I know like, we're gassing up about a free throw when he had a great was game, so but clean. he had some great like, free we're throws, bro. About, we're talking about a guy whose true shooting percentage was lower than his actual, like, his effective field goal percentage because mm-hmm. he shot a free throw at, like, 55%. Like, OG was going to put it at one point was putting out the first 50-40-50 season. Of, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, like, it was that bad at one point. <laughs> it was. It was. So it actually, you know, he had two uh, free throws in, in the fourth quarter in sort of a semi-important moment. Raptors obviously wanted to stretch the lead. Uh, OG Cash, both of those. I mean, the free throws look good. But, of course, I mean, this is just a, an excellent game from OG, right? And, and you All know, around. Both ways. Obviously, defending LeBron. I mean, you know, LeBron's going to get his points and stuff like that. He's going to get his whatever. He's going to hit two step-back threes. Cool, right? But... Um, the only time I saw LeBron get an easy bucket was he drove by a, uh, OG and there was no help at the rim and LeBron got in for a layup. That's the only yeah. easy basket he got. Everything else, it was difficult. It was tough. He had, like LeBron had OG to like stonewalled him in the post twice. In the yes, quarter, yes. Well, where LeBron just had to pass out, and then one time he didn't pass out, it was a miss. And like they were both in the circle. Like LeBron pushed and pushed and mm. pushed. They got in the circle. And then clean contest, LeBron couldn't finish on that. Like, that is just pure strength. Yeah. Yeah, and and first off, you know, the strength is, like, LeBron's biggest asset at this point, right? Because he's not really explosive unless he gets ahead of steam, I feel like. Um, if, yeah. if he's coming from the post, he doesn't have that, like, okay, I'm going to post. I'm going to suddenly jump up and dunk. Like, that's, like, a, that's a young LeBron thing. That's, like, a Zion thing. Like, LeBron... Is going to muscle you, get to the spot, and then, you know, put up a shot because he's that strong. But for the fact that OG is able to match up in strength, and of course in length too, like OG 6'8 was like, you know, 7'3 wingspan, like it's the same as LeBron. So it was actually hard for LeBron to get a couple of shots off. Like it, it wasn't even a fluky game or anything like that. Like he just played fantastic defense on LeBron. Um, and then, of course, a lot of help as well, right? Raptors have great help defense, especially with Marcus all helping over the rim and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, OG just was phenomenal that. But even offensively, man, like the two, he got AD twice with the spin move. Like just like, yo, listen, I, I know like all NBA ballots are already cast, all the award ballots are already cast. But if, if I'm, I mean, if, if I'm looking at defensive player of the year like AD, who's a strong favorite, I would say to get it. Um, and then I'm watching OG and Obi hit him with two spin moves, like OG's passing out or something. I might have to reconsider. Like maybe, maybe, maybe it is Rudy Gobert, you know. And you want to talk about, like, his improved handle? Yeah. And I know that, like, literally four days ago, I was on, like, the Raptors Over Everything podcast talking about OG could be an all-star in, like, two years. I legitimately think OG might be an all-star next year, potentially, Mm. because his handle has improved so much. He, like, even though it didn't lead to any buckets, he attacked LeBron with a live dribble. Yes, yes. Like, two times in a row. Took him all the way into the paint, and then he had a... LeBron stuck with him. LeBron played great defense, moving his feet. But, like... Even like five months ago, maybe six months ago, that's a steal. Mm-hmm. Like OG's not getting those dribbles off. Yep. And like that's incredible to see just that the growth. And I honestly like with LeBron, I do think like you know a bit of it slowing down. He has been great on defense. He was great on defense against the Clippers the other night too. But the fact of the matter is, when it comes to like playing LeBron now, it's not 2018 anymore. Mm. You know, like back then you had hair club for men LeBron with like oh, the yeah. lineup. <laughs> Yo, come on. Now man. you got. Now you got drop top LeBron in LA. Like he's not doing anything to you, man. Like it's an old man, right? Yeah, but you know what though? I I do think not being afraid of LeBron is like a big step for a lot of players. Um, you know, like there's a play today, for example, Norman Norm Powell, you know, got by his man on a spin move, got to the rim, was a layup. LeBron kind of just jumped within the vicinity, and Norm was like, "Oh shit!" And then he like missed the layup. You know what I mean? Yeah, and and. Honestly, like, OG has never shown any fear to LeBron. Like, yeah, okay, whatever. LeBron hit that great running banker game winner. Cool, fantastic. OG did not back down at all in that whole entire playoff series. And that was when he was a rookie. And so uh, I, I loved his mentality there. I don't think OG's OG ever really shown fear to going, anybody. You OG know? actively going shot for shot with LeBron this game Yo. was fantastic. Oh. Like, it was like LeBron makes a bucket on OG. Mm. 
there's an active decision on the other end to get OG the ball to get him back. Yeah. And I was like, man, like, I didn't even realize. I'm Holy shit, Fred had 11 assists. What? When did that happen? Well, you know, uh, they were wow. trying to use Kyle as a scorer a lot. Uh, but also Fred had a decent game just setting up the other guys. Dude, just not, like, just a, not with the bench because like, that did not work. I about OG, but, like, I just looked at Fred's line and, it, like, he actually turned out to have a pretty damn yeah. good line. Yeah. Well, that's the thing with Fred, too. Like, he, you know, he, he can struggle a little bit to start. And I think he got blocked a couple times, you know, was looking a little slow, but... Uh, he turned 13, it around, man. 13, 5, and 11 mm. with a steal and a block. 45% shooting. 42% Yo, if, if you get like, blocked by Fred Van Vliet, it's... Come on, man. <laughs> if you get blocked Yo, by Fred Van Vliet... Was, I, like, Yo, outside of Danny Green not scoring a bucket, the fact that like Fred, OG, and Pascal were actively looking to stun him... Oh, come on, man. <laughs> and Fred got him. Fred, like, just... Like, yo, imagine Fred Van Vliet bully-balling you to the rim and getting a layup over you in the paint. I, I mean, you know, that's the thing, man. Uh, you know, earlier in the quarantine, one of the best pieces to come out was Fred Van Vliet and Pascal Siakam revisiting the time that Danny Green demanded the ball in the post against J.J. Redick and then proceeding to shoot an air ball. And I'm sorry, Danny, man. I, I really, really love bad. Danny, man. I love Danny. Danny yo, bro, he scored zero in two games. Like, this is a double MB. This guy's yo, come on, man. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you know. Uh, th- anyway, th- this was kind of similar to that. Um, yeah. I mean, look, OG was fantastic. You got to give him his, his props. He also capped off the game with a dunk, uh, which was about to be a travel from Fred. Like Fred was about oh. to travel that shit. <laughs> well, you know, LeBron, you know, you know, Fred wasn't going to hit a, a floater or anything like that. Man, Fred has, doesn't have that in between game at the moment, especially not with like LeBron closing in on him. But. Uh, yeah, fantastic game by the starting lineup. Again, um, you know, even Pascal, I-, I thought it was fine the way he played. Uh, you know, he wasn't efficient. I don't think he's going to be that efficient against the Lakers team. Like, he's not going to get to the rim, period. Like, yeah. you have AD guarding him one-on-one. You have LeBron or, like, you know, Dwight Howard, who actually was pretty good defensively. Um, it's just tough for him to get to the rim. And so he's got to hit some jumpers. He had some makeable shots, whatever. I'm not going to critique him too much. I think the big thing with Pascal is he has to be able to hit his threes, which he did today. Mm-hmm. And... He has to just be. He has to be able to play defense. The biggest thing with the Raptors' bigs against the, a team like the Lakers is being able to play defense, mm-hmm. um, because like their guard should be able to handle most of the scoring. And they had pretty even scoring throughout the game, mm-hmm. uh, so it wasn't too bad. But like Pascal, he he missed some makeable shots. But like if he ends up shooting like 40, 45, like really you want him to end up in the forty percent range, mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah. Tonight he was a five of seventeen. Probably missed a couple of chippies, but as a team, everybody was down. Yeah. Um, but the biggest thing was that he, on the other end, like he was switching between AD and LeBron all, all game. Yep. And both of them shot like garbage too. So. Yep. No. Kind of what you hope. I mean, that's the thing with with with, with Pascal as compared to other like superstars. Some superstars are not scoring; they're a liability to your team. Like Pascal, two steals, two blocks, plus twenty seven. Like great energy throughout. Like, I, I know this is whatever. Uh, he could obviously shoot better. He can score better, but. Um, you know, there is a baseline to fall onto. Uh, the only thing I want to say that's like a little bit negative from this game was sort of just how the bench operated. Uh, those transitional lineups, I mean, what am I saying? Transitional. The transition is no Kyle Lowry on the floor. Uh, those transitional lineups were, were, were struggling to generate just coherent offense. And there's something similar where I, I talked about it from the scrimmages where it just looked like when Norm was asked to lead the bench, he was really forcing it, really pressing it, not really getting great shots overall. And, you know, whatever. There's a couple of layups he left short on the rim, um, you know, that I guess, you know, you can just say it's fluke. But uh, Norm wasn't getting great shots. Serge wasn't in the rhythm at all. He was also getting the foul trouble. 
And basically, the Raptors got nothing from the bench. Yo, the Lakers bench, who have guys like Kyle Kuzma, um, Deion Waiters, Alex Caruso, Markeith Morris, uh, they outscored the Raptors bench 50-15. to 15. So, I, I, I don't know what's going on there. Um, you know, it's a rotation like, issue. Like, what's what's the deal? Here? I don't know if it's, like, I don't think one game is going to say anything. Like, I know the scrimmages okay. kind of showed a bit, but we were having weird minutes and scrimmages. I want to see something else. Like, I know, like, if you guys were following me on Twitter at all, I was complaining about the humidity. Yo, what's, the, what's up with that, man? I would, bro, okay, how'd, look, you, how'd you put 20 yeah. tweets together on sticky floors, man? What, what is bro, this, bro? I, I hate sticky floors, okay? Like, <laughs> okay. in the summertime, the, the one gym I play in in Milton, it's a really nice gym. It's well-conditioned, mm. but it gets so humid in that gym that, like, the entire summer run is just dudes twisting ankles and, like, bricking shots. Because, like, the ball gets so sticky on you okay. that, like, you just, like, and you can't like like your feet are constantly sticking to the floor. So and I could tell like I don't know if it was actually humid, but just from like the stuff they were saying on the broadcast, the way the players weren't sliding on the court, like there were dudes stumbling constantly, mm. and it was like stagger step stumbles. Like they weren't like they were falling to the ground and then sliding across the court. Like you didn't see anybody slide. Like even the hard falls. Like the reason the falls are so hard was because dudes weren't sliding on the court. They hit the ground and got stuck on the court. Okay. And I want to see how that plays out. Because I know they're in Orlando, which is already humid, mm. and they're playing on courts like tonight. Like this is the same court I think the OKC Utah game was on earlier. Word. So I wonder if there's there might be like we might see this in like the later night games um, going forward with the bu- bubble, where you have this humidity build up in the arena and on the court, where like after they've done the cleaning, like it just gets really sticky. Because uh, I think that was the issue like early on in the game, especially because like. Nobody, everybody was having tr- trouble just like dribbling or driving or doing any type of dribble move. Mm. And like, I thought that really affects Norm's game because a lot of Norm's game is big strides yeah. and left, right. So, like, you could see he couldn't generate anything off the ground. Mm. Uh, and LeBron and AD, like, anytime, if you go back and watch the footage uh, for, on the defense, anytime someone put their back to the basket, kind of pivoting in the, at the free throw line area or off of one dribble, you'd see their foot get stuck. So, mm. I was. And okay. like you could, the sneaker squeak sounded way louder on this game than any of the other games tonight. So that's why I was concerned about it because I was actually worried somebody was going to hurt themselves. And Rondé, you know, he tweaked his ankle, yeah. uh, which is him stepping on somebody. But I was legitimately worried about that. Mm. Uh, but we'll see how it goes. So I don't take anything out of this in terms of half court offense. Also, the Lakers are a legitimately good defensive team. Yeah, that's also so, a big factor. For you to struggle against them is fine. Yeah. Like I, I, I've always clowned on them, but like today, like you saw, like they, oh yeah, they have a lot of size out there. I mean, um, e- even a guy like Kuzma. I mean, outside of uh, the way he guarded Kyle Lowry in the fourth quarter, which is to say he didn't. Um, <laughs> you know, like he was, he had some he, possessions he where he, it, it, he was, he was trying. You know what I mean? Like he, he put an effort, uh, and you got to commend him for that. And he is big too, so it's just a big team, and the Lakers all around are just a huge team. So, um, you know. In terms of the three stars, uh, okay, so first star, obviously Kyle Lowry, 33 points uh, on 8 of 16 shooting, 5 of 9 from 3, 12 of 15 from the free throw line, 14 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, 2 charges drawn, plus 24 in 35 minutes, 10 points in the fourth quarter, uh, Kyle Lowry over everything, you know, obviously that's the first star. I'm assuming you're giving second star to OG Anobi, 23 points, 4 rebounds, an assist, 2 steals, 8 of 9 from the field. 3-3 from the three-point line, 4-4 from the free-throw line, guarded LeBron really well. LeBron had a quiet night uh, in large part because of OG. Uh, who is your third star from this game? Ooh, third star, so it's not Danny Green. Um, uh, no, so come on. on the that's, the, that's, the, that's the We might have to rename the Pat Patterson Award. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We don't. We don't. 
what who's uh, what's, who's your third star? Uh, my third star for tonight. Um, I guess you got to give it to Fred VanVleet. Um, yeah. Okay. Surprisingly enough, I didn't think he had like, I didn't, but he played some great defense today. Mm-hmm, you did. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think the third star should actually just go to the the Raptors defense. Um, wow. It's general okay. their team defense because the way that they guarded inside was a an absolute masterclass. Yep. Like, Pow. Oh, sorry, Mark. Uh, he's so skinny. I keep forgetting. Right. Mark, uh, Serge, Fred, Kyle, Pascal, OG. They were everywhere on defense. Mm. Like every rotation. Every drive, they completely suffocated Anthony Davis. Again, Anthony Davis was two of seven for the game. Yeah, this is a guy who dropped thirty four against the Clippers. Oh come on, he was going against Pat Patterson, bro. What do you expect? Though the Clippers are really throwing Pat Patterson. Like, I, yeah, I get it, man. Montrezl Harrell wasn't there. Uh, you know, whatever. There's someone named Jamichael Green, but like, come on, man. You're throwing a, a, a Pat Patterson and, and Zubat, a Pokemon, at him. So that's that's not gonna work. It's not the same when you have Marcus All, Defensive Player of the Year. And uh, other very very like minded players. Yeah, just the way that everybody got their hands on the balls, like every single time it was down in the paint, mm. it was just like it was beautiful to watch. Like that first five minutes, honestly, I know I've shouted him out a lot, but Brad has a ton of work to do oh. to get the defense clips for this game. Listen, it's gonna be Brad. like a thir- be thirty minutes long because, like, I think he just has to leave the first five minutes to play. Like, just hit play on the first five minutes of the game. Mm. And you know, start editing. You know, actually, I think it might be a quick edit because I, I, I think Brad's just gonna have to do the Reggie Miller. Did you watch that game where that that Lakers Clipper game where Reggie Miller for the all the color commentary just said mm, after every basket? <laughs> it was the most, especially because when you watch the highlight clips, it's only made baskets. So like, I'm not even kidding you. Reggie Miller might have moaned like 25 times. It was like 80 cutback door for a lab, and he's like, mm. and I'm like, yo. That's a simple play, man. What are you talking about? So, you know, honestly, thank God that the the media doesn't give a damn about the Raptors. Otherwise, we'd have like Reggie Miller calling our games oh. instead of like Doris Burke and Mark Jones. Hopefully, we get Stan Van Gundy. Oh, uh, bro, be- Stan Van Gundy, Eye Eagle. That is that is the best one that out is, there right that's now. The best that's one the best one. one. So good. Yeah. Um, also, I, I wish Doris didn't have to work with Mark Jones. Uh, I feel like uh, yeah. there could be a better combo there. Um, Okay, let's, uh, yeah, let, let's, so the three stars, I guess the third star, okay, Raptors defense, I, I agree. Um, in terms of the Patrick Patterson award, I, I'm just going to go ahead and give that to Dion Waiters. Um, Dion, you know, I, I don't want to, I, I, I shouldn't be commenting on players, you know, uh, physique. I feel like I've already learned that lesson. Dion, you know, a little bit, you know, doughy, I would say. Um, you know, I, I can relate, I guess, but like, yeah, Dion just, didn't look fully in shape, but he was out there balling. Like he, he, he made a couple baskets. So Dion Waiters one hundred percent looks like a dude at your local YMCA, mm. and he starts giving you buckets at an NBA stage. Like he has a YMCA body, just going to work. Definitely, definitely. No, he he has he has some baby fat still on him, but uh, uh, but yeah, he he you know twelve points plus eight. Uh, honestly, I'll play Norman Powell, which I mean. <laughs> Uh, you know, uh, it's, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, Norm would have been one of the best uh, six-man-of-the-year candidates if he, you know, uh, didn't start 23 games. Um, in terms of the Pat Patterson Award, I mean, we got to give this to Danny, unfortunately, man. Danny, the zero points uh, in two games is just a tough look, but we love you, Danny. Uh, you know, inside the green room continues to bang. Uh, him and Harrison putting in great work. Uh, great guests this year. Uh, listen to a couple of them, definitely. Um, the part that really seals it, though, mm. is... Like, like he got two free throws in this game. Yeah, like man, that's uh, rough. That's you know, that's the thing with the Lakers is um, 
I don't fully trust any other guys outside of AD and LeBron. And I'm supposed to trust Danny, but I also know better, you know? Because the third best player on any night is either Danny Green, Kyle Kuzma, or Dwight Howard. Like, Yeah, and that's not a joke. They legitimately need like LeBron and AD to go for 30 and 25 every single night for them to have a shot at winning. Mm. And you know what? Honestly, maybe, like, I know people were saying today might be a potential finals matchup, but this is probably the final matchup the Lakers and Raptors are going to have this season. Wow. Because, like, I don't think this team is going to make it to the finals. Like, I just don't see how they can do this for – because they're going to have seven-game series against, like, for at least two rounds of the Western Conference. Mm. Like, there is no way that they get out of the second – second round and the Western Conference Finals without going a long series, and then you're hoping for, like, four games where LeBron and AD go absolutely absurd at the same time. And I mean, hope, it, it's doable. Like, it could happen. It's, it's totally doable, doable yeah. Well, like, you're counting on, like, seven dudes who are just, like, like really stretching it here. Yeah. Like, Alex Caruso is legitimately might be the third best player, and I'm not even, like, that's not even a joke. Alex Caruso, legitimately a good defender and makes some decent, makes good decisions mm. on offense, but, like, you're talking about the talent gap. It's ridiculous. Yeah, Alex Caruso only exists on Bleacher Report, bro. I don't actually believe he's a real NBA player. Um, no, I'm kidding. He, he actually, no, he, he's been decent, man. I thought he was decent in the G League Showcase in 2018. I love talking about the G League Showcase because, you know, that was basically the the bubble, except the bubble was at uh, the Paramount Fine Food Center. Um, you know, shout out Mississauga one time. But, uh, yeah, okay, so that's it for the podcast. Aside, thanks for coming on. To be honest, again, like, there wasn't that much slander because it was just a great win. But, uh, you know, definitely very enjoyable. Uh, Asada had you on last time when the Raptors beat the Lakers. And, of course, that one was definitely that one was definitely a lot of slander. I, I listened back to it recently, and, um, you know, we were going wild on that one. But this is just a great win. Again, the Raptors, you know, the better team, out-executed offensively and defensively against the inferior team. And, you know, it is what it is. You know, the Washed King, do you think LeBron's going to have some IG comments about Washed King today? Uh, no, today is just going to be straight up just uh, reading out the Raptors roster. Mm, uh, right. Talking about, well, you know, I watched that one game, Paul Watson Jr. from the Raptors 905 yeah. um, at that finishing move. So definitely someone to look out for. They're a real team on that side. You know, make or miss league, though. Make or miss league. You know, next time we'll get them. Yeah, no, LeBron was, you know, LeBron's definitely <laughs> out here watching Jesse Murmur's coach, uh, the 905, bro. This guy is very intently so- focused on the Raptors and, and what he can do better here. Because And, and yo, just before we end, like people are going to be like, oh, Pascal didn't shoot well, whatever. Pascal won 5 of 17 from the floor, which is like definitely better than 2 of 18, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, look, listen. I, I, you know, 2 of 18 is what you definitely expect from a guy who a lot of people have on their second team All-NBA teams. Um, yeah, 2 of 18 is yeah. top 10 NBA player stats. Definitely. Man. That's superstar level mm. stats. Right there. Yeah. Listen, when, when you get outplayed by Chris Middleton, when Chris Middleton shoots six of twenty, um, that, that's a that's a second team All NBA player right there for sure. You know, just because he dropped uh, Paul George one time, um, in what I think was a loss. Uh, <laughs> no, I'm kidding, man. I mean, look, you know, I've always been Team Pascal on this. Obviously, Tatum's made improvements, but you know, I still trust Pascal a little bit more because uh, I just I don't think Tatum can get to the rim the Pascal the way Pascal can. You know. It is. It is. I think like you saw it with that last drive. Like mm-hmm. Tatum, Tatum can't do that. Where you know you get that screen driving straight down the middle, take the contact in midair, and then still finger roll it at the rim. Yeah. Like that's that's absurd length that Pascal has that like you're just not gonna see. Yeah. So just a, 
honestly, I love this team. I'm so happy they're back. Mm. Like it was a complete joy to watch this game. I'm probably gonna rewatch the highlights like 40 times. Definitely. Thankfully, there's a game every two days. Yep. So can't wait to watch them again. Um, knowing that this is a slander pot, people are gonna expect a loss against Miami. Uh, but I swear, this is the one. This is the one where we win after a slander pod. All right. Well, we're we're going to have to see because uh, <laughs> Raps have had their struggles against Miami. But, uh, no, this is great. Raps up four games now on the second seed. Uh, and, uh, yeah, so a great win. Asad, thanks for coming on. Thanks to Casey for sponsoring the podcast. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back on Monday when the Raptors play the Heat. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com.